Hey everybody, welcome to the Gen Church Midweek Podcast, a podcast about everyday people who are committed to expanding God's family together because of Jesus for generations to come. My name's John, I'm the engagement pastor here and sitting next to me is Kyle Davies, our lead pastor. Bang. Bang. <laughs> that's, that's your go-to this week. I'm always curious to see what you're going to do. All right. All right. I guess we're, we're starting with a bang, not going out with a bang this week. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, we... Gosh, you cracked me up, man. Kyle, this weekend, we continued our Mark series. We did. And we're still finishing up Mark chapter one. And in this week, uh, you brought about this imagery in which I actually want us to talk about on the okay. podcast this week. I'm going to make you, uh, hopefully you did your homework on it. You okay. know what you're talking about and we'll see. which what you presented to us. But no, um, talk us through the learning uh, the learning circle that you brought about this weekend. Uh, some people yep. might not have seen it uh, or watched this weekend. So go ahead and catch us up on that. And I, I think it's really important, especially with this passage, as we dive into this part of Mark where we begin to see Jesus kind of interact with his first disciples. Mm-hmm call them to follow him. You hear this uh, this popular term of um, making, he's going to make them fishers out of yeah. men, these fishermen. And so I think it's important for us to kind of understand what he is calling them to. So let's go ahead and open up with this learning okay. circle. Talk me through it. Yeah, so the principle here is, is being reproducible, being able to pass on what you are, what you know to someone else. And so okay. what this tool does is it helps us identify key moments at which God is trying to break into our space to help us understand what choice we should make. And so this tool that of sorts of using this reproducible principle, again, connects to becoming fishers of men. Jesus is going to teach them how to fish for people using that illustration of basically what is reproducible. And so this learning circle is basically every time we come to a choice or to a moment where we're trying to figure out what should we do is we Mm -hmm. enter this learning circle so it's a line with an x in the middle and then as you approach that moment uh you kind of step down into a half circle and the first half is repent the second half that launches us back to that moment to our to our plane of action is belief and so just uses these two words together Mm -hmm. and there's pieces and parts that that make up each half of the learning circle so that we go from identifying, taking stock of the situation, of the challenge, of the choice in front of us, to then moving us to a place of action. And so the first three words that move us towards the second half of the circle are observe, reflect, and discuss. And so we observe where we're at, we reflect on our observations and on okay. God's word. So so even as we make observations, we need to reflect on those observations to know, well, was I accurate in that? You know, this is where I think I'm at. This is what I think the choice is. Mm. Is that accurate? So almost taking a step back and to do that well, we look at God's word. And then we discuss, we, we share that with someone else so that they can then also speak into that. So we're, yeah. we're trying to change our mind. We're trying to change our direction. And we mm. do that by looking at things differently through the scope of God's word. So that's the first half of the learning circle. Okay. The second half of the learning circle is plan, account, and then act. And so, so based on our observations, our reflections, and discussing with someone else, okay. we make a plan to do something. Then we... Again, we invite others into it to hold us accountable to that plan. And then we act uh, in response to how we said we 
that, that plan. Yeah. So we come into a situation. Maybe it's – let's use an example. Okay. Um, credit card spending. Let's just throw that one. We were talking okay. about that a little bit. We yeah. got boo buckets coming up. My credit card bill is high. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Going to be able to get – uh, mm-hmm. A little bit reimbursed for that, but but I, I just that's on my mind as I was looking yeah. at some financial stuff today. And so maybe maybe you've got outrageous credit card spending. Okay. Well, you recognize that that's an observation. Maybe okay. you reflect on that a little bit to say, well, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? How does God speak about debt? How does mm. uh, what what is what are the shackles by it? You know, do you want to get out of debt? Maybe you're, you've got okay. credit card debt that that's in shackling and it's just. Uh, the interest is racking up and it's more okay. and more. And so you want to get out of that so that you can give generously, yeah. maybe. And so so you you observe, you reflect, you share that with someone else. Hey, okay. I'm in credit card debt. I I wanna I wanna be able to get out. Okay. Then you set a plan and say, Okay, I'm gonna do a payment schedule. I'm not gonna spend money on a bang, <laughs> this, the, you know, this week. Yes. And instead I'm gonna take what I would have allocated for other things and put towards that credit card debt. Then mm. anytime we're hanging out, if you see me uh, with a bang, you're yeah. able to ask me the question, hey, Kyle, I thought you were going to put your yeah. money instead of towards a bang. You were going to be able okay. to put that towards credit card debt. And then and then we share that, and then I act accordingly, and I work towards paying off yeah. credit card debt. So that, that might be a, mm. a real practical example okay. of something, a choice, a situation in my life where I would go into the learning circle to then – experience maybe mm. a breakthrough rather than a, a setback okay I, I i see where you're going with this i i, I like this especially because so uh my mind's immediately going to there was a blog post that was posted on monday okay. and it's all uh, talking about coming under jesus's authority and one of the difficulties behind that is that uh sometimes the selfishness the um sinful desire within us is going to it's going to rebel. It's going to push against yes. it. There's that level of where we kind of have that friction against it. And we mm-hmm. go, okay, I know what God's word says here. And this is how I'm living. And this is where it intersects. We're going along in our life and yeah. we hit that, we hit that issue. Yes. That's the X. Yep. And then we begin to enter into this cycle where we observe, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. Yeah. And you're reflecting, you're saying, this is what God's calling me to do. This is where my heart's at. This is where I've been. This is where I want to go. You begin to kind of process yeah. through that. So talk to me about this next part. So how do you, uh, I mean, let's be real. Some people are very different in the sense of disgust. I feel like that's a tough one because you get yeah. some people that are very much uh, internal processors. I know yeah. my wife's one of those. Mm-hmm. Or you get uh, people who are a little bit more introverted who's not necessarily leaning towards like, hey, I want to go share this with yeah. everybody. Yeah, I think that's a very real barrier for people and that's where repent and belief simultaneously come together is because it forces us to go to god and include Mm. other people in that and there's this quote from mike green's building a discipling culture and he and he says this he says being afraid to share with someone else because you you think your thoughts or feelings are too private will keep you from growing and changing and Mm. what happens is is when we don't invite others in the process when we don't go into this learning circle and invite even inviting god into it going to discovery of what he says and you don't have to know exactly what he says but you have Mm -hmm. to be willing to discover what god says so that you can experience breakthrough rather than setback because what will happen is actually if we keep trying to push and and do it on our own or with our own Mm -hmm. wisdom our own insight eventually we continue to perpetuate brokenness we will experience uh, just breakdown 
in our life, okay. and and we want to see good be perpetuated. We want mm-hmm. to see, uh, for a follower of Jesus, we want to see God become more Lord of our life. We want to yeah. we want to come under Jesus' authority, and we see others come under the authority and direction of Jesus in a healthy mm. and God fearing way, yeah. which means we have to be willing to enter into this learning circle so that what we're perpetuating, the, the principles that we're identifying mm. in God's word and choosing to adopt and embody uh, ourselves, those are what get perpetuated, not mm. the brokenness or just kind of the worldly wisdom, the status yeah. quo, or even false religion that gets perpetuated okay. because, well, that's what you do, or that's what <laughs> it means to be a good person, yeah. or, you know, this is the way things have always been done, or, well, so-and-so expert said this, well, you know, at the end of the day, what our goal is to go into this learning journey of reorienting ourselves, learning what it looks like to live under the right and good rule of King Jesus. Okay. Let me let me ask you yeah. one more. So you're talking about this learning circle, and you, you've mentioned this a couple times. You get through the first half, and there's a second half. Mm-hmm. Is there an intentionality to there being two halves to it? Yes. Okay. Because Jesus uses those two words, repent and believe. So okay. it's it's bringing those together, and they're not they're not you do one action and then the other. And sometimes when we read that passage of scripture, mm. we think, well, I do this and then I do this, or I can. It's it's actually it's as I tried to illustrate in sitting on the stool this week. It's yeah. when when you're doing belief, you are repenting. You're you're, you're trusting in God, which means you're. You're turning from your own wisdom, and to turn from your own wisdom mm. means ultimately that you're you're trusting God. And both of these parts propel us forward, and okay. what you see in both of these halves is you're inviting others into it. You're, you're, there's a communal aspect of it that yeah. says, we say all the time at Generations, you know, yeah. you're not alone, like you're loved, you're not forgotten. Yeah. Well, we have to be people— that communicate that even as we're thinking about things and choices and making decisions and Mm. going on this learning journey. And actually Dr. Larry Crabb writes, he says a spiritual community consists of people who have integrity to come clean. It is comprised of those who own their shortcomings and failures because they hate them more than they hate the shortcomings and, and failures of others. It means we're willing to own who we are, where we're at and willing to move forward to perpetuate really the kingdom of God, which is mm. Jesus's lordship over our heart and our life, and then, and display that towards the lives of others. Okay. Uh, and I liked, there was, there was one thing that you intentionally used with this, is you compared it to almost a slinky in which we stretch yes. out. I always heard it used as kind of like a tornado, but uh, I mean, similar illustration I mean, yeah, in thing. how it works. Yeah. And what it goes to show us is that this isn't just a one time we're going to address, address this. Yeah. Like, especially when it become when it is something that comes into, like, a sinful action or something. It's not like we just address it once. Yes. We reflect, we have a plan, we succeed with a plan, and we're done with it. No, yeah. like, as we're progressing in life, we're going to continue yes. to come across it again and again. But as we go through life, like, uh, the, the hope and goal is that as we grow and become more like Jesus and the Holy Spirit is working and the power of him is restoring us, like, there, we, you will see growth in that as we trek along. 
it doesn't mean that the sin's ever gone and the temptation's going to fade away. Yeah. Like just because you address it once here and five years down the road, you it pops up again. Yep. It doesn't mean like you haven't grown in your life. It doesn't mean you haven't grown in your faith yep. or who you are as a person. It just means temptation will continue to come around. Yep. And what you'll see is that sometimes you'll go through the cycle a lot quicker yep. as you go down the road because, like, you are growing with Jesus. Yep. Maybe you have more of a community around you, and you're like, hey, I've I've talked with you guys about this before, and it's coming back up again in my life. Will you begin to pray yep. with me and help me with this? Yep. And you'll begin to see that traction of you're just you're moving through these. Yeah, and, and how you know when you come to these kind of kairos moments is— is when you really begin to experience just that breakdown, that that the fracturing of the, the brokenness, whether it's a relationship or mm. or even you want something to change in your life. I, yeah. I think as something as simple as when you want something to be different, this is a moment where, where yeah. God can say, Okay, this is an opportunity for you to actually let me in. There are yeah. moments <laughs> when when God's when God's coming in to show you and illuminate something in your yes. life that says Hey, like this is not consistent with my word. And there are other times mm-hmm. where we're just because we're we're resting on our own two yeah. feet, we're standing on our own, that actually it's when we continue to run into something yeah. that that's when that's when we ourselves open ourselves up to go, yeah, I need to do something different about this. And so I, I yeah. gave the example of, you know, credit card debt. Maybe it's you just feel like man in a a pessimistic culture you want to be someone who's more of an encourager yeah or you want to be someone who is is thinking of others rather than always thinking of yourself or someone who's proactive in communication or decision making or gift giving i mean Mm. i mean you you never know what it could be it it doesn't have to be something that's overly um Uh, like I guess profound is the way to say it, it can be yeah. can be just simple little things yeah. that where we recognize okay I think God wants to grow me in this area yeah. or I know I need to grow in this area that we yeah. enter into this learning circle and we use the principle of repent and believe to not perpetuate you know brokenness yeah. but to to actually s- launch forward breakthrough yeah and I I think the the cool and unique thing about using this using this circle in terms of our faith and followership of Jesus is we kind of look at it uh, in the worldly lens. You talk about credit card. I'm even thinking of like different goals in which people have of like getting on a diet or beginning yeah. to start running and stuff like that. Yep. Like, like you come to that point and it's like, if there, if you hit that point of inaction, you don't do anything. You're just going to continue in what you've yeah. always been doing. It requires us to step forward and do an action, but what we see in our followership of Jesus and our relationship with God is that it's not us first doing the action. Rather, it's us moving from inaction to reaction and identifying mm-hmm. that Jesus has made the first action for yeah. us. God has come to yes. us. He has made a way for us to be successful in growing and being in relationship with him because he has adopted us into his family. Yeah. When well, he calls us and what he says to the disciples is as he shares that message, then he does that with yeah. four individual men. And he yeah. says that they're going to be he's going to make them fishers of men as they follow him. So he's going to take them through that learning circle yes. and show them what it looks like to go through that process <laughs> again and again yeah. and again. And on the other side of it, they will be able to take others through that journey of understanding who Jesus is, what he's about, then what their identity is in light of that, and then responding yeah. out of that. So, John, 
sometimes this idea of being fisher of men, we, we hear that and that's, yeah. that, that's a Bible term gets, <laughs> gets tossed around a little yeah. bit that where might we see this principle not necessarily it may not necessarily be called yeah. being fishers of men but where do we see this this reproducible principle this mm. uh just this yeah that this underlining formation idea come in our culture what what might be something that we be able to identify to help us understand that mm. i i i think there's a good parallel in this of jesus saying follow me i'm going to make these these fishermen become fishers of men in the sense of they're going to follow me and they're going to um, basically take on my habits and what what I am doing. Okay. And what we often in the church call discipleship in this, really, if we want to get to a very like like 2020, like what what does that look like? Honestly, it looks like an apprenticeship. Okay. Uh, maybe even uh, an apprenticeship is kind of like a more like business schooling type of term. But even yeah. think about what that looks like is you invite someone in. Yeah. Or you, or you even go to someone and say, hey, can, can I apprentice? Can I follow and see how you do what you do? Yeah. It's even like how people read bibliographies, and you don't just read it for the um, exact things that happen in their life, but you, you begin to look at the habits in which they had. Mm. And you said, hey, to do this, to be successful in the way in which they are, I'm going to reproduce the habits that they had, yeah. the plans in which they made, the yeah. things in which they did. And so when we begin to look at Jesus, say, like, and he says, follow me come do life with me he's basically taking us on an apprenticeship he says as like come do life with me and so as you go through these moments where you hit these times where it's like jesus i see how you do it but i'm having this struggle here and we're able to look at jesus Mm -hmm. life his characteristics his priorities the way in which he acted in life and this is where it gets difficult because um for some of us we look at jesus and we say like jesus like Mm. ah, it's tough to see how you fully relate to the the 2020 situation in which I am yeah. in. Uh, kind of, I look at you and it's like, man, like you have little kids. Yeah. And in scripture, we don't see Jesus necessarily interacting with a son and daughter in which he had. I mean, yeah. We can get theological and say we're sons and daughters, but you, yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, or exactly. E- or even the sense Parenting, of, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. in the sense of like directly parenting, how how we should do that yeah. as followers of Jesus, or even yeah. how to interact with a husband or wife yeah. in situations like that. But what we can do is we can look at who he is yeah. and begin to say, okay, how would Jesus interact if he were in my situation? Yeah. I can begin to look at his characteristics, the priorities, the way in which he acted, how he responded, the habits in which he put into mm-hmm. his life. We could say like, hey, he took yeah. a lot of time where honestly, as he was going along, he spent a lot of time in prayer. Like, am, yeah. am I doing that in my own life to actually sit down and talk with God? Yeah. Well, and, and I think to, to continue that principle of teaching others, saying he's going to make them that, is what you see for Jesus is you see the principle and you see you see the practice. Mm. You know, so, so the principle is kind of like why that's important, why that yeah. why that's needed. The practice is the actual mechanics of mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah. And then, and then the the relationship to show them what it's yes. like to pray, and then giving them the task of of praying. So, so I see multiple pieces and yeah. parts there. So you have the principle, you have the practice, you have the relationship, yeah. and then you have that kind of on the job training. Yeah, is 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 you have to go be an experience where then you have to put the principle, the practice, and yes. the relationship like all there together, and then move that forward. And so. 
for us, sometimes we see that in our, you know, whether it's careers, there's, yeah. there's some level of, well, there's some formal instruction and then you got to go on the job, but mm -hmm. then that's devoid of relationship. And so there, yeah. there's strife and struggle there. But for whatever reason, we don't always see that well in mm. following Jesus in the church. And so for us at Generations, we're really trying to say, how, what are the principles? What are the key priorities and characteristics of Jesus? What, how do we marry them with, with some practices, which is yeah. why we have blogs and, and community groups yeah. and we have Sunday gatherings and we're trying to help people yeah. take the principles and the practices together. Then within those spaces mm. are other people help understand that, that people are farther along than you yeah. in the journey that you don't have to do this life alone. And actually yeah. some people are further along the journey. They can help you understand what the principle and the practice could look like in your situation yeah. and in your context, in your circumstance, and then challenge you and hold you accountable. Here's the mm -hmm. language of the learning circle again yeah. to then go do it when, yes. when you're put in that circumstance or situation when you're challenged that, when you're on the job yeah. of being a follower of Jesus, are you actually taking the principle and the practice and putting it into play in that situation? And yes. so we need each other to do that. And what the beautiful thing is that Jesus, what his promise is, as long as we follow him mm. in the context of relationships with others, yeah. the result will be more people follow Jesus. Yeah. He, he will teach us. He will show us. He will model us. He's promised to give us the Holy Spirit there. And so we must be people who return to putting our faith and trust in yeah. Jesus, resting in him, following him so that the end result will be more yes. people following. And so I mm. am really excited to continue to journey through Mark. And I guess, John, as, as I put that out there, yeah. is there, is there, Anything that you would say could help people better grasp this emphasis in terms of what we're about as Generations Church to help them along yeah. on their spiritual journey that reinforces, I mean, really marries that principle of yeah. learning circle and the call of principal yes. practice, on-the-job training, yes. and all that fun stuff. I, I think the biggest thing to take away, especially if you're someone who is new and maybe even someone who's new to following Jesus or even new to generations or to a church. And it's the sense that there's, there's two of these. You're not alone in two different ways. One, you're not alone in your own journey of going through these circles. Mm -hmm. In the sense of you have a community who cares, who wants to support you, who wants to equip you and help you as you go along in this. Mm -hmm. And also, you are not alone in the sense that you are not the only one who are going through these. Mm. I'm going through these every day. Kyle's doing that. Everyone yeah. in our community, we're all going through this. Temptation doesn't just hit the new believers. No, it hits everybody. Yeah. It doesn't just hit those who are trying to grow with Jesus. No, like we, we all are trying to grow constantly. Mm. There is no level of perfect perfection in which we finally get to just sit and be inactive. No, we are constantly reactive to what Jesus is doing and what he has called us to. And so it's in that sense that truly we are not alone holistically yeah. of you're not alone in your own journey of this, mm -hmm. and you're not the only one who's doing it. Know that there is a community who yeah. wants to help you in yours. And as you begin to journey through yours, you get to do that same for yeah. others. And if you're someone who's not a follower of Jesus and you've hung out with us and hung mm -hmm. around this long, what I would say is 
you don't have to be a follower of Jesus to try this learning circle, but just know yes. that as if you were to journey with us through this learning circle, the, the check and the, the barometer that we are going to use to help propel us forward into wholeness, to restoration, to seeing goodness done in the world, mm. are, is going to be the teaching of Jesus, is going to be his characteristics and his priorities. Yeah. So that Because we believe that he shows us what it's li like to be truly human and yes. to, to go from really a breakdown to a breakthrough. <laughs> I like that. That was cool. Did you come up with that on the spot? I did. That was impressive. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's Gen Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you joined us. And we hope that you find this helpful. Hope you find this encouraging. If you want to know more about the learning circle, if you have questions about that and you're like, Kyle, you're talking about this and I just couldn't wrap my head around this, send us a message, leave us a comment, and we would love to interact with that, answer whatever questions of what you have because we want to see your faith become an everyday faith. Thanks for joining us. Hope you'll join us next week.